Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Welcome home. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of developing self-control in children. Research found that uh, children that are able to exercise delayed gratification early on in life are generally um, more likely to be successful in their endeavors later on. Uh, people with higher levels of self-control, they tend to eat healthier, they are less likely to engage in substance abuse, they perform much better in school, and they build high-quality friendships. Uh, at work as well, leaders with higher levels of self-control seem to display more effective leadership styles as well. And to explore further um, about the need to develop self-control and how it helps our children, but also how to go about doing so, we have to get today with us uh, Zaid Mohammed. Zaid is a parenting coach, author of Smart Parents, Brighter Kids, and Smart Parents, Richer Kids, and CEO of Smart Parents Network. Zaid, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Eva. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, so self-control, is this something that uh, is top of mind uh, to the parents that you usually engage with? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to be honest, um, parents today seems to be a little bit uh, behind when it comes mm. to self-control because of, uh, I mean, I won't blame them. Uh, it's because we are living in the uh, fast age. Sure. Everything is fast, right? Uh, maybe brought about by the internet and the advance in technology. So parents tend to be a little bit more impatient from my observation. Uh, they want fast results um, in anything, you know, like for example, in academic. So they tend to do a lot of things that um, help their children, you know, for example, extra classes, load them with tuitions and whatnot. So right. uh, that to me gave an indication that parents are a little bit more impatient. Um, and, and as you know, parents are role model to their kids. Uh, these created children who are impatient as well. So they want it now, they want it fast, and they throw tantrum. They will do things, um, you know, to get parents' attention or even get material things. Right. So uh, I, I think it's a big opportunity for parents to reintroduce this uh, age-old uh, self-control. You know, I totally agree with what you said mm -hmm. earlier, uh, that it is a, a hugely important skill to have when we are adults, yeah. Okay, so it's, uh, it's also an issue of parents not having... Uh, uh, self-control to a certain extent uh, on, on their own. I guess, in a way, yeah, because uh, we, yes. we, are, we are trained um, to make quick decisions, mm. deliver results uh, in our work. Um, right. And because of that, sometimes a parent, I mean, adults tend to, do, tend to forget to invest in, in waiting for something to happen. Um, I recall something on the, for example, the marshmallow test. Yes. Remember that, that yeah, that very popular test. I mean, there was some controversy around it, sure. but overall, I think people agreed that um, having self-control, um, especially in the young age, uh, can definitely lead them to become a better, more patient and more analytical adults who are not looking for instant gratification. Yeah. And which, right. which means they they can do uh, they can wait for a while to get uh, better things rather than get trapped in the race to get whatever they want right now okay mm -hmm. 
All right. And uh, I suppose every age group would have uh, its own difficulties when it comes to self-control, uh, adults included. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so when is the ideal age to start working on self-control with okay. the kids? I think as soon as the, the kids uh, learn about responsibilities, which mm. can vary from children to children, but generally speaking, it's probably around uh, kindergarten age, like preschool right. age like four, five, six years old, when they need to be responsible for themselves. For example, simple things like getting ready to schools and all that. Um, that, that means they have some sense of uh, responsibilities. So that's the right time to introduce uh, this delayed gratification or self-control. Um, um, for example, you know, they, they, may, they may come across something that they want in the shop, yes. like a toy or, or ice cream or something. And, and they may test you to the limit that, you know, I want it now. So I think to me, that is also an opportunity for parents to train them. Um, from my perspective, I think uh, every moment are teachable moments, especially right. for kids. So as parents, we need to be very careful in our actions. For example, when they throw tantrum and they want that toy, And then maybe you feel pressured because of the people are watching and the kids are crying, not cooperating, and you buy them the toy because of that. I think that's a mistake because uh, it's, it's a lesson that you teach your children. It's okay when, when you demand enough, uh, even though the method is wrong, uh, you get it. Right. Um, so that, that to <laughs> me is a big uh, opportunity lost uh, for parents to teach uh, self-control. Mm. Uh, how how do you deal with it in a different way though? Okay. If if you're in that mm-hmm. scenario, yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure it happens to a lot of parents. yes, it happens to me as well because <laughs> I'm also a parent. Uh, um, I would do it uh, depending on situation. I mean, best case scenario is to be proactive, uh, meaning when you know that you are taking them out to a mall, for example, and you know there will be a lot of temptations out there, mm-hmm. and you know your children have certain weaknesses for say ice cream or toys, so you. Parents can be proactive, meaning that, hey, you know, we are going there for something, let's say for a meal, um, no matter what you do, you're not getting a toy today. You can only get a toy maybe uh, during your birthdays or when you do something good or whatever. Um, so have some sort of uh, agreement with them um, so that when they see the toys, they know, okay, okay, just now my parents told me that, you know, I, I'm not going to get this today. Right. So. They, that is already a great lesson in self-control. That means they can control themselves. Okay, and then they can even uh, tell the parents, okay, okay, I like this toy. Can, you, can I have it for my birthday? I promise to be a good boy or good girl or something like that. I mean, children are very good yes. when, when you train them well. They, um, they, we, we should train them to earn whatever it is. For example, uh, gifts, um, like Christmas, for example. A lot of parents, they... They, they pretend to give to the children to, who, are be, who are well behaved. So that is also a, a, like a soft way to train them to right. earn the, the toys or whatever they want. So yeah, and there are many plenties and we don't need to wait for Christmas to do that. There <laughs> are, you know, plenty of opportunities on daily basis. Yeah. All right. You, you mentioned that uh, around kindergarten age mm. is the right time to start mm-hmm. because they, they start having responsibilities. Yep. How does responsibility Um, you know, connect mm-hmm. with, with self-control? Okay. Um, based on uh, this theory of a mind maturity process uh, mm-hmm. by Charles Piaget, it's okay. pretty old theory, but sure. still very, very relevant today. Uh, age of uh, 4 to 12, uh, children of this age um, actually need um, discipline. 
you know we cannot just simply uh, let them run free maybe we can do that in the younger age when they really want to explore and play up to four or five years old parents need to instill um, strong discipline otherwise it may mess up their teenage and adulthood you know okay. um, the sense of responsibilities and self-control is is really critical at this uh, four to twelve um, and in fact okay, parents may think that they are not being delivering justice to just children because children just want to play but i disagree because at this age yes playing is important for them to learn but discipline is also another important element for them to build character for the future imagine children who have no discipline at this age they get whatever they wanted they can do whatever they you know any mistakes or whatever without any consequences that in itself is uh, lessons that they learn that you know i don't need to be responsible yes. uh, i can do anything i want and i can get away with it uh, can you imagine what type of adults that <laughs> children will become in the future um yeah so i think uh, this uh, responsibilities self controls all these are like you know a package sure. that children at this age should must learn okay so so 4 to 12 if we talk about this it's it's um it doesn't seem like a big uh, gap if you don't know kids but but for people that have kids they would realize that there are many many changes that happen within that period that's right so how do you uh choose what is appropriate for each age as a parent so how do you know where to draw the line and what kind of boundaries to set mm-hmm. okay i think first of all parents need to always have uh, discussions with children on the the boundaries the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. um to me the best type of rule is when you create together right uh, not like when parents just impose it on the children even at a very young age even at a very young age maybe the very young age you you probably need to have some flexibility mm-hmm. but once they go to school even in school they have they have strict rules you cannot really negotiate those rules right but at homes uh, unfortunately many many homes um tend to have like free and easy you know and and you discipline the kids based on your mood based on your emotions which is can be very dangerous because uh on good days maybe you know we are okay rational but what happens when we are ourselves you know in a stressful situations um emotionally down we may pass it to the children and that's when we lose control um and that is also lessons that we teach to our kids you know when uh, as if that when you're angry you can do anything yes. yeah uh, but um peop- homes with strong rules um people are more rational and you are in that's a great lesson in self control by itself you know even though you are angry you are tired or you are you know in a bad mood or whatever but um you still uh, use rules to whether punish your kids or even praise them for good behavior so it's a self control from parents so children will see that hey my my mother or dad are really stressed but he or she can still talk to me nicely um not like um you know you know some some adults when they are angry they start yelling at yes. their kids yeah so it's a role model yeah, yeah. Part yeah. Of it. so and kids will pick those up very very fast mm-hmm. mm. all right um So uh I I actually was listening to another podcast the other day okay. uh, I think yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before mm-hmm. um and it was about self control mm-hmm. um and it was talking about how uh Sesame Street the the program the, mm. the kids program mm-hmm. they um they usually try to uh teach children a lesson every okay. every year every yep. season yep. that mm-hmm. they have I agree. and mm-hmm. uh and one time they did uh 
uh, they did uh, when the studies came out about self control and the importance of self control and all that. They tried to teach that mm-hmm. uh, through the Cookie Monster. So how do you teach the Cookie Monster to to uh, sort of contain <laughs> himself and not eat all the cookies <laughs> yeah. that he finds in front of him? This and way. they they also did uh, this uh, experiments around it as well, and mm-hmm. they found that kids that actually saw the Cookie Monster. Um, exercising this self-control, mm-hmm. we're more likely to actually exercise self-control mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, uh, if you if you see uh, your favor a favorite uh, character or your mm-hmm. favorite hero doing something, and perhaps your parents, like you mm-hmm. just mentioned, with the role modeling yeah. part, mm-hmm. uh, you're more likely to do something as well. Definitely, and, and that's why parents should be mm-hmm. looking out yep, for these yep. things. Yep, I think uh, it's a great highlights about role modeling. You know, which mm-hmm. can not just from parents, but from characters or what uh, characters that children perceive as heroes, yes. uh, someone they aspire to be, someone they respected. So you know, most of the time it's it's us parents, uh, but yeah, it could come from other. That's why sometimes people say televisions, yes. all these programs uh, can hugely influence our children's behavior. So we got to be careful um, what our children see or, or watch online, even yeah. Mm. All right, okay. And um, yeah, you mentioned earlier the marshmallow test, uh-huh. and uh, uh, I mean that that was an experiment done in the 1960s I think so, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, by a Stanford psychologist, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was very much debated later on because it was uh, very skewed. It was mm-hmm. a very small group, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a lot of replicates of that experiment, and uh, they found out that there were many many other reasons that would mm-hmm. be contri- contributing towards the the self-control part of the children that they were focusing. So the experiment went something like this. It was a, um, you take uh, a few kindergarten kids, you put them in a room with a small plate with one marshmallow inside, mm-hmm. and you tell them if you wait for 15 minutes, um, you get two marshmallows two instead yeah. of one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they went outside, waited, and see how the, the children responded. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, they went back, they they traced those kids, mm-hmm. um, and they found that the ones that did wait, they tended to be a lot more successful. They had better res- school results and all that. Um, but there are many other studies that have been done uh, to, to confirm the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there are many other studies that they also found other interesting insights. Would, yeah. you, would you have some examples to share? Yes, yes. I, I followed the marshmallow test. Yes. Um, uh, it's original and also it's follow-ups and some, some say controversies. Yes. Yeah. And I, I would say it's very interesting because it goes deep to the core of human being. Um, like um, you know, something that you want. Uh, it also depends on... Uh, one study that I read was uh, depending on the background of the child, socioeconomic of the child. Yes. Um, also depends on how the children, the, the, the subjects, uh, grow up. For example, um, if they grow up with uh, promises uh, made, promises kept, they have a higher chance to wait for the 15 minutes because they know, uh, they, they learn that, okay, when adults make a promise, they will deliver. But um, mm. there are uh, children, uh, uh, subjects, who, who, whose promises were always broken. You know, for example, the, the parents say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back and play with you, but they never did. Um, so the children were conditioned that, you know, not all promises are delivered. And these children tend to eat the, the, the marshmallow right. because they don't believe, they don't trust the adults. So it's, uh, we have to take the study with uh, 
um, I, I would say with, with, with a, a proper background of the subjects. Definitely. Uh, yeah, where they come from. Some who come from very poor background, who whose uh, marshmallow is like a luxury thing. So they don't want to miss it, they will eat it. So it, it doesn't mean that they, are, they don't have self-control. So um, um, it just depends on where they come from. So we have to, I, I would say we have to look at the subject itself, you know, what's their background. We cannot generalize. Yeah, I think the original yes. studies was done by, uh, mostly by average, um, uh, even, some even say privileged children. Yes. Who's, um, who's not that, um, what do you call it, uh, who, who always get marshmallow in their life. So <laughs> marshmallow is not something very rare for them. So they don't mind waiting to get two, uh, two more or one more. But yes. those whose, whose um, life has always been, uh, you know, who have problem trusting adults, uh, they tend to. Yeah, I'm not going to take any chance, you know. You give me one marshmallow, I'm going to get. I'm going to get it right now. Um, but yeah, all these things are uh, again. I mean, after all, uh, this study, even with these controversies, or proof that um, adults have huge influence on the children, right? Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, those who have not delivered their promises to the children are actually teaching the children that you know about trust, about how not to trust other people, you know. So yeah. Um, all these things, unfortunately, will come down back to self-control, you know, will influence how children behave in their self-control manner. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a variety of studies that found some interesting insights mm-hmm. on, the, on the impact that the parents can have on developing self-control. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there was one study that found that uh, adolescents whose parents know where they are after school and what they do in their free mm-hmm. time, they're... Um, they, they tend to have higher self-control right. <laughs> uh, simply because they know that yep. uh, there's the someone mm-hmm. that knows mm-hmm. what is happening in their life mm-hmm. or uh, people um, if they engage in pre-commitment strategies mm-hmm. so they um, they promise to carry out an action mm-hmm. publicly or, mm-hmm. or in a group of people they um, they tend to have less chances mm-hmm. of uh, losing their self-control right. because yeah. they have some kind of uh, uh, checking point mm-hmm. there for them mm-hmm. Um, you know, children that have secure attachment parenting styles mm-hmm. in their lives, yep. they tend to be a little bit better at self-control as well. And uh, if you discuss money, for example, mm-hmm. with your, your parents, mm-hmm. you, you tend to be a saver later on mm-hmm. in life as yep. well. So, so it, it goes a lot to say that there's a lot that the parents can do. Definitely. Um, yep. It just has to be very intentional and something that they also practice mm-hmm. and they role model for their kids True. as well. Yeah. I think um, I totally agree with all that because uh, children learn what they see. Mm. I mean, you can give whatever, you can give them whatever instruction they want, you want, but at the end of the day, they will always do what you did, right? They will forget whatever our words that we say, you know. Um, uh, another uh, when when you mention about you know for example uh, uh, self control uh, especially in teenagers and all that yes. uh, i find that uh, in my course of parenting work right uh, i find that there's these two things like fear versus respect um which i believe um will have huge influence on how teenagers especially or even children uh, control themselves when you are not around uh, for example, if they if if you rule them by fear, um, for example, you always yell at them, scold them for slightest mistakes, um, and the children are very fearful of us. But chances are, when we are not around, they they tend to be you know uh, they tend to do things that that maybe you know t- usually they will not do. But if we 
if we grow up children who are respectful um, mm. of their parents, I don't think they will do those things even though you are not around. For example, smoking or uh, doing drugs and all that because they respect their parents too much to do to do all that. Uh, which brings back to the question: So how do we how do we make children respect us? Mm. Um, yeah, to me, we have to do we have to respect them first, right? So respect is earned, not demand. So I always tell parents to respect your children, uh, talk nicely to them, you know, appreciate their time, appreciate their problems, uh, listen to them. This kind of actually very basic thing, but when we do it well, it uh, created the feeling that the children feel that hey, my parents respect me. So because of that, I also respect them. So to me, that's uh, like an in an invisible hand. That that protect our children when we are not around. When they go out there, right. we go to school. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, it, I suppose it also goes back to trust, building trust yes, with definitely. our children, and yep. uh, mm. and uh, perhaps not dismissing mm-hmm. uh, their concerns, their yeah. challenges, and True. saying ah, that's too easy, you can that's do right. it. Yeah. But really understanding what mm-hmm. it is that they are going through as well. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to a group of teenagers mm-hmm. who are very well behaved, um, and the other side, their friends are smoking. Mm. Uh, then I asked the group, why why don't you smoke? Why don't you join them? They said, no, no, our parents don't smoke, and I respect my parents too much to start smoking. So I thought, wow, that's really powerful, you know, because uh, mm. uh, we were sitting, we were sitting in um, in a restaurant. So this so happened that they were back uh, behind, and some of them were smoking. Uh, so I just approached them friendly, you know, casually, just asked them. So to me, it it shows that they can be friend with people who smoke, but they don't get influenced easily. Uh, because of that trust that you mentioned, right. you know, the parents trust them and they don't want to break that trust uh, because they respect their parents too much. So I think the parents have done a good job raising right. this type of children. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So um, let's uh, let's summarize then. Okay. Uh, what do we what do we want to tell parents? Okay. How do they go about developing self control in their kids? Okay. Um, I think parents must not underestimate self control uh, benefits for their children in the future. It's probably one of the things that make their children to be resilient. You know, not easily giving up when they venture on their own later on, whether in studies or you know in their career or setting up a business or something. Um, so, uh, but that journey begins today. Uh, it's not like when they go to out there, then they, they start to uh, exercise self-control. No, uh, it begins at home. Uh, it begins, and um, uh, unfortunately, it begins with us. You know, we we can't expect our children to be um, having a lot of self-control if we ourselves lose control all the time. You know, um, so it comes back to the way we we act when we are stressed, for example, when we're angry, when we are disappointed. Be careful because. Um, Uh, it can be years, you know, of uh, having self-control, having a good relationship, but it just takes few seconds to destroy it. So when 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 that happens, um, we are effectively teaching our kids that you know, um, you you can do whatever you want um, when you lose control, and then unfortunately, um, um, it has a huge consequences on their behavior, on their growing up years. So I would say uh, it's it's a big responsibility in that sense, mm. uh, but at the same time, there's a big benefit waiting children who have this self control. I mean, you can expect them um, to be excellent, maybe not in in a in a way that 
like academically alone but also in uh, building friendships building um social life and later on you know building their yes. own lives with their own family so yeah it's a big <laughs> job that we need to do as Definitely. parents yeah learn a little bit more about self control if you haven't heard about marshmallow test <laughs> try to look up for it there's plenty of information out there and see you know what type of benefits uh, self control can bring to our children and hopefully because of that <laughs> we'll be more motivated to build you know a, a, a resilient child uh, beginning today even in our home yeah. let's hope so well thank you very much for joining us <laughs> okay my pleasure thank you for the opportunity yeah mm-hmm. you've been listening to leadernomics fm the science of building leaders